0: Thank you, Brother Griffey. It's certainly a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, <coughs> he talked about eating out. Well, you can tell by looking at me, i have not done without. <coughs> and uh, I sure do miss my wife. I've done got me some uh, steak put in the refrigerator over there at the motel. Uh, Kentucky steak, they call it. Anybody know what that is? Anybody know what Kentucky steak is? Bloney. <coughs> Give me a old tomato and onion, put on it, and watch me go. All right. <laughs> so we appreciate the accommodations. Boy, it's just a wonderful place to stay. And uh, I do miss my wife, my wife. Uh, you know, the last time I come, she uh, she hurt her back. Anybody remember that? Yeah. And couldn't come? And she said to tell you, she's not allergic to you, all right? <laughs> and it was out of her hands, brother, uh, size more. She had fell off the ports there at the Fellowship Hall, broke her elbow. And they're supposed to tell her tomorrow, Tuesday, if, if they have to do surgery or not. You just pray that they don't have to do surgery, all right? Because if they do surgery, I'll probably have to go home. And uh, you just pray that the Lord would help her, all right? right. And, uh, and I sure miss her, but that's the reason that she's not here. And uh, let me say thank you, uh, if I hadn't already, for for the offering and uh, and that place to stay. Just a wonderful place to stay. God bless you. We come to help you, and I know it's 1 o'clock right now. I did not ask the time. It's 1 o'clock. And Brother Baker talked about competition, and fried chicken is tough competition for the preacher. It is, Brother Sizemore. Everybody got their mind on getting chicken. And uh, I understand that, but how many would just take time out for at least give the Lord a chance here in the next 30, 40 minutes to help us? How many believes he wants to? All right, And, and you don't have church here tonight. Now, Brother, was it Brother Fouts? Is that right? It's got church at 4.30? All right, and it's 1 o'clock. Now, I'm going to tell you, God's going to really have to get in the arrangements. All right, we stay till 4.30, all right, or 3.30. 3.30 it is. So, uh, I'm not a long-winded preacher. I like short-winded preachers. What y'all looking at me? Anybody else like short-winded preachers? Some of you honest. The rest of you come and pray. All right? Now, if the Lord gets hold of Brother Sizemore, I can't predict what will happen. All right? But uh, anyway, we want to help you. We come to help you. And, uh, you know, Brother Baker said something. I want to say this before I try to preach to you. You can be turned to the book of Judges is where my text is found today. But Brother Baker said something about fishers of men and talk about competition. And uh, I used to be very competitive in my younger years. Uh, I had a lot of gods, all right, had a lot of trophies. From playing softball and basketball, Brother Baker, you know, all right, I used to be quite competitive, all right, a hundred pounds ago, that is, <laughs> I used to be quite competitive, but I know a little bit about competition, it yep. takes work, it takes staying in shape if you're going to be competitive, yep. now that's in the natural speaking, yep. all right, now spiritually speaking, you've got to get in condition too. If you're going to be a fisher of men. Two years ago, Brother Baker, you didn't know it. I vowed in my heart, and I told my church, I vowed in my heart to try to see more people saved than I ever have in my life. Well, I didn't know, Brother Jerome Baker, that there was somebody listening. His name was Satan. And he didn't like that. I'm not going to preach about the storms in my life because you've got them. But the devil didn't like that statement. All right, he's not going to let. So I'm going to tell you today, if you're going to be fishers of men, you got to be tough. All right, got to be tough. you got to prepare, all right, because the enemy don't like that, Brother Baker. And, and, and he'll fight. And so if you're going to be fishers of men, you've got to get in shape. And how many knows how to get in shape? It's the same old-fashioned way you've heard your forefathers preach about. It's called prayer. Old-fashioned prayer. All right, get in shape, get in shape. And I believe we're in the last days. I said I believe we're in the last days. All right, I believe he wants to save our people. All right, and so I do want to be a fishers of men, Brother Baker. And I have tried, and I have seen folks saved. I just didn't know what kind of battle it would be in trying to get them saved. Hey, man, you better get toughened up. All right, that's right. How many knows we're in a spiritual warfare? I want to preach about that this morning. The Lord being my helper, and uh, I want to borrow a watch because I I really watch my time. And if the Holy Ghost gets it hold of it, I'm not worried about time. All right. But can I borrow yours? Somebody's. All right. Turn your turn your. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Turn your Bibles to uh, the book of uh, Judges. Uh, We're going to read in the seventh chapter. excuse me, just uh, one verse of Scripture, and then you may be seated, and then I might read a few more in that same uh, text. The uh, third verse of the seventh chapter of the book of Judges, just one portion of Scripture here this afternoon. The Bible says, Now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful... And afraid. Uh, as preachers, we pay attention to what other preachers say. Amen. And Brother Baker had used it not only this morning at your place, Brother Jerome, but also in the service today. But you you mentioned that word fear. And I have never seen a day and hour, all right, and we, we're not we're not in a warfare. So to speak, like I'm going to preach about, I'm going to preach about. Get in here. Most of us know the story. We're not in a natural warfare. We should not be fighting our brothers. Amen. We're in a spiritual warfare, and in that spiritual warfare, there's this thing called fear. All right, and how many knows He's not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Well, glory to God. And so, but I sense, Brother uh, Eugene Baker, I sense in our congregations, my congregation, the ones I preach to, and even the one that I fellowship, that I can look at the expression on people's face and I wonder, what are they going through? What are they facing? Because if you are gripped with fear, that's all the enemy needs to do in your life. You'll never go nowhere. All right, when you're gripped with fear, you're afraid, you want to go hide in a cave. Amen, like the man of God did. All right, don't want to be around people. Amen. So fear is a terrible thing, but he's not give us that. Spirit, all right. So here we have a group of people that Gideon, amen, was going to fight a battle with, but the first thing he had to do, Brother Sizemore, is whosoever is so fearful and afraid. Do you not understand that we are no benefit to God's army, amen, when we're fearful and afraid. Well, what are you afraid of? Amen. I know the enemy comes to us in all of our lives, in all of our homes. He comes to us sometimes, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Lord God. So we have a issue in our movement, in our churches, folks are afraid. It's, it's the mentality of society has has done that to us. Banking institutions has failed. (laughs) Our government has failed. Our politicians, our Democrats, and Republicans. Now we got more amens. You scared, (laughs) would not you? They have promised us the gold and give us the shaft. Hang on here now. More if you like preaching. You hear me? God is trying to tell us. Don't put your confidence in men. Don't put your confidence in Social Security. Amen. Put all your confidence in me. But that mentality, amen, that mentality has gripped us because the economy has crashed and we have suffered. You have suffered. We're still suffering and we're walking by faith and wondering what God's going to do. Amen. So that thing called fear is prevalent in all of our lives. I don't think nobody's exempt from it. Lord God, I don't want to preach, Brother Baker. I feel like preaching now. All right, so here we have, and you must understand, all right, Amen. our government, banking institutions, whatever it may be, all right, they have failed us miserably. All right, we're fixing to go bankrupt, America is. When I say that, I'm proud to be an American. But America no longer depends on God. We're going away from God. All right, and I'm going to read the rest of the scripture, and you can sit down, and i want to preach to you. Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return, depart early from Mount Gilead, and return of them 20 and 2,000, and there remain 10,000. You may be seated. Amen. First thing that we need to understand here, and we do, as Bible readers know that Gideon started out with 22,000 men. Looks looked like that would be enough men to win any victory. But the Lord had something else in mind. And you always find out that my plans and your plans never agrees with God's plans. Amen. And if we can get spiritual enough to realize that, that God works, amen, God's ways and is different than our ways. His thoughts is above our thoughts. They're so much higher. So we must understand, amen, amen, that God, amen, knows how to work things in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Now listen, the Bible says there was 22,000, and then Gideon, Gideon said 22,000, and there remained 10,000. So we're down to 10,000, amen. It don't look like to me. Now listen, my, dad, I don't know how many preachers we got, six or seven or eight, but I'd rather have you on my side. Yeah. I'd rather have you fighting for me than against me. Just common sense. Common sense. Hey man, I'd rather have 22,000 than I would 300. We know we get down to 300 here in just a minute. That is just common sense. Hey man, to have 22,000 fighting more than 300. Now God, what are you doing? You talk about being afraid. No wonder there are so many people afraid. No wonder there are so many people Fearful. They didn't trust the Lord. I believe today as much as I believe anything. And I'm not super spiritual to understand this. All right. But there's things in my life right now it looks like would be an impossibility. There's things in your life look like would be an impossibility. With men they are impossible. But with God all things are possible. And we've got to understand and realize one thing. All right, that when we depend on men, men, amen, will get us in trouble. we got to put all of our trust, uh, all of our confidence uh, in the Lord God Almighty. Oh, I want to go someplace here today. Because I feel like not only Brother Ingram, there's others in this service. We have depended on the things of this world for answers, and there is no answer. Lord God, Brother Sizemore, I got something in my life, I'm not going to talk about it. But man, I don't know how in the world the outcome is going to be, but I'm going to depend on God. I am walking by faith. I say to myself and in my heart, Lord, it looks impossible. You hear me? That's the day and hour that we're living. That's the reason the enemy wants us to be fearful. You hear me? Because we don't understand what God's doing in our life. How many knows when you walk by faith, faith is not feelings? Faith is not... Now listen, I love to feel the Lord. I've felt Him today since I've been in this service. I love the presence and power of the good Holy Ghost of God. But my walk, amen, is by faith. And faith is not feelings. Amen. When you're trying to make a decision in life, a very important decision in life, all right, let me tell you what the will of God is. When you don't have an answer, and it and it's, it's an important decision, all right, where you go to church, where you move, your job, all these things are important things. But when you do not have an answer, boy, you're quiet on me right now. All right. Listen what the Bible. How many believes in the Bible? When you don't have an answer, and you're wanting, cause there's some things right now, Brother Sizemore. I'm just waiting. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. When you don't have answers. Too many people walk out not getting an answer and their flesh gets involved. And before you know, they're in a bunch of trouble, brothers. All right? Amen. When you don't have direction of the Holy Ghost, how many believes He'll guide you? He'll lead you. Amen. And them doors will open and you'll know them doors are open. If them doors is not opened, amen, you just stay where you're at. Amen. Stand still. Glory to God. Brother, I want to preach to somebody here today. Because I don't feel like I'm the only one that I'm preaching to. I feel like there's others here. We have an impossibility, it looks like, with Gideon fighting this army, this warfare. Yeah. Right. Right. Now we can read in the 7th uh, uh, chapter and the 7th verse. Let's read what the Bible says. And the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the 300 men that laughed, will I save you, and deliver the Midianites unto thy hand, into thy hand, and let all the uh, other people go every man unto his place. In other words, 300 men, I'm going to win this battle. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 Sir Douglas Haig was an old military genius. Any military people in here? All right, all right. God bless you. Yeah. Give honor where honor is due. Yeah. Thank you for fighting for our country. There was a military genius and he had won a lot of victories. I believe his name was Sir Douglas Haig. I believe is who it was. He'd had a lot of victories, Brother Sizemore. And he, he asked him one day, says, How come that you've won so many victories? And listen, I want you to listen to what he said. He said it was not because of artillery or gun power. It was not. Now listen to this. My God. <laughs> Ugh. How in the world do you win victory? You know what he said? I believe it was 75% of his men that he had under him, he made sure that their morale was up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Eugene Baker, we are not artillery, gunpowder, we're not in that kind of warfare. And I said at the beginning of my preaching, we're not fighting one another. I know preachers that want to fight. I'm not going to fight. I ain't got time for it. Argue and debate. I am forevermore settled for the defense of the gospel. I'm not talking about compromising. But I ain't got time to fuss and argue about stuff. We are not in that kind of warfare. It is a spiritual warfare that you and I are fighting. Amen. And I'm going to tell you how we're going to win the victory. Let me tell you how you are going to win the victory. Are you ready? Amen. Amen. It's not artillery. Amen. It's not greater preaching. Better singing. All right. I love all of it. You hear me? But it's you keeping your head up in the air. And saying no matter what the devil does, no matter how he comes to me, hey man, I'm going to keep my head in the air. I'm going to still go to church. I'm still going to worship God. I'm still going to sing the songs of Zion. I'm still going to do the will of God. Lord God of heaven. I ain't going to take time to go into the warfare that I've been in. Did you hear me? We are there. I don't want to compare notes here. All right, let let me tell you one instance, not to me personally, but I am from Ohio originally. I've been in Tennessee 15 years pastoring. And the old preachers that's passed, going on, Brother Sizemore, they've called me. I've preached three of them for their funerals. But the last one that I preached Brother Walter Lamb, I don't know if anybody knows him or heard of him. All right, he pastored this church for 40 years. That's where I met my wife. It's my wife's uncle. Uh, last November, he passed away. Now, he, he's got a wife and he's got two children, two girls. Uh-huh. All right. And uh, he passed away. And I preached his funeral. Eleven days later, his 49 year old daughter passed away. They called me back to preach her funeral. Two and a half months later, his wife died. I went back to preach her funeral. Yeah. Now listen at me here. I'm just telling you one of the battles that I've been acquainted, I'm my own personal battle. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about that. But then we have this girl who is the same age as my wife and their first cousins, their best friends growing up. So we've got her to deal with. I've lost my mama. I've lost my daddy. Yeah. I've lost my only sister. Yeah. And I'm the only one left. Now listen, it took more than good preaching and good singing. I'm fixing to preach to you here. There's something great. You know how? I want to tell you how they won this army, this battle here in a minute. But, brother, Baker, we went to her home. All right. Before... They, they right at the point of death. They called hospice in on her on her a mother. And we went in and there sat the husband of the of the lady that passed away and they had two children and all of them lost, not saved. All right. And the daughter there just bawling her eyes out. My mama's gone. My mama talking about the daughter now. All right. I remember on two incidents. Brother Walter Lamb, they asked me to. Preach on a Wednesday night. He was laying in the bed, fixing to pass away. Hospice was already there. Two different times, Brother Sizemore, this happened. When you listen to me here. How many knows? That's that's a battle. That's a warfare. You get that kind of. All right. I remember, all right, standing at the footies' bed, and they were having church on a Wednesday night. They said, we're all coming over here having church with Brother Walter. That was their Wednesday night service. We had church. Brother Ingram, you're gonna preach. I said, okay. I preached. And then when I knelt to pray, Holy Ghost come in there. I said, Holy Ghost come in there. You hear me? Hey. I'm gonna tell you how they won this victory here in just a minute. All right. Holy Ghost come in there. As soon as I got done praying, I looked up and the Lord took him on out of here. And I said, He's gone. What a way to end this life in the presence of Almighty God. The old song, it ain't an old song, my choir sings it. If I die, let me die, speaking in tongues. Huh? Man, oh man, we got some things we're going to face. You hear me before we get out of here? We got some battles that we're going to face. And the only thing that we've got to hold on to is the presence of power and the spirit of the good Holy Ghost of heaven. Amen. We've got to have it, Sister Marilyn. There is no ifs, ands, and buts, all right? I love great preaching and great singing. We've heard it all. But give me the presence and power of the Holy Ghost of God. Amen. It'll take us out of here. It'll win the victory for us. That's right. What you've got to do, now listen, Wonder what it'd be like today if everybody in here come in here with your head down, tucked down. Everybody bow your head, not not in reverence, but pout on me. Everybody tuck your head. All right, you're down in the dumps. I'm about a size more. Can you imagine trying to preach to a group of folks that was down in the dumps? Now listen, I'm not belittling. I'm not belittling what you're going through. I'm not doing that at all. I'm really not. But I want to tell you, if you're going to win, I don't care what follows you in them back doors. Everybody has their battle that they're going through. Get your head up in the air. Say, Lord, I'm going to serve you anyway. No matter what I gotta face, no matter what I gotta go through, hey man, I'm going to go to church anyway. I'm gonna pray anyway. I'm gonna do it. So we gotta have our mind made up no matter what we face, no matter what we gotta go through, we're gonna serve God. We're in the last days, we're in the end time. The Lord's fixing to come back. No time to quit, no time to give up, amen. But it's time to charge, amen. Hey, 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 (laughs) hey. We got folks giving up and quitting at the coming of the Lord. There's no time to give up and no time to quit. It's time to charge. Give me fishers of men. I said, Give me some fishers of men. I say, I don't say this in a boastful way, but I've got a lot of preacher friends. I don't say that in a boastful way. But my preacher friends can't help me when I get in this kind of warfare. You know, they could. They would. They, if they would, they could, they would. All right, it's not that they wouldn't, but this is different warfare here. We've got some impossibilities we're looking at. Gideon was looking at an impossibility here and them 300 men saying you think we're going to win this against the Midianites when you turn nearly 22,000? If my figures is right, that's one and a half percent. My God, no wonder that is fearful. We would have been the same way, but but the Lord said send them back home. We ain't got time for folks that's afraid. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. Listen at me. Don't be fearful. Don't be afraid. All right, you're no match for the enemy. You're no match for Satan. Don't ever get up and say, all right, you can handle him. You can't handle him. Amen. But God in you, greater is he that is in you through the power of the Holy Ghost. Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan, and he'll have to flee. We're no match for him. Don't even think you are. I never dreamed when I said what I did, Brother Baker. I'd face what i faced the last two years. Listen, not a complaint. Deuteronomy, 32 and 30. Does anybody remember the scripture? How shall one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight? Huh? Do you know how that Gideon won that war. It was by the sound of the trumpet. You read it. It was not artillery. It's not gunpowder. I'm gonna read it to you here in a minute. I wasn't smart enough. And I don't know if we have any mathematical genius here, but I was not smart enough to figure it out. But them 300 men, if you take them by the biblical terms. One shall chase a thousand, and two shall put ten thousand to flight. And you put that multiplication to them three hundred men. Do you know how many men that was? Now listen, it was the sound of the trumpet. It did not sound like three hundred. One shall put a thousand, two shall put ten thousand. I had to call a fellow that was a lot smarter than me to figure it out. Are you ready? It's a number that no man can number. It is a number one and 300 zeros. You take him 300 men by the size more. Anybody know the name of that number? One and 300 zeros? There's no name for it. That was not 300 trumpets that sounded. It was a one and 300 zeros wow. sounding. Oh, come on. The sound of the trumpet. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what that sound means here in just a minute. You hear me? That sound of the trumpet is what won the victory. You hear me? You need victory in your life? It's not just a great and better message. You hear me? It's not all the things that we do in church. It'll come from above. It'll come from a higher power. You hear me? It'll come from heaven. It'll be the anointing of the Holy Ghost that touches your life, that touches your being, that gives you direction for your life. Amen. Sister Marilyn, do you know why them Midianites start running? Huh? you know why they start running? It sounded... Like millions and millions of trumpets, millions upon millions. I would have run too. They were scared to death. Don't you understand? When the trumpet sounds, hey man, when it comes from above, the enemy's no match. Without artillery, without gunpowder. Fix and tell you what trumpet means. You ready? Yeah. Lord, God, I heaven, it. Oh There's folks in his house tonight, besides today, besides Brother Ingram. Come on. Come on. You need direction, yeah. you need help, yeah. and you've been fighting this, all right, and it's not in your hands. Right. You got to take it out of your hands, put it in the master's hands. Hey, Amen. He knows how to handle it. He knows what direction you need to go. Amen. We'll make a mess of things like man always does. That's the reason America's in the shape they're in. Man has been involved taking God out of the picture. Amen. while well, you say, let's put God in the picture. Let's put God in our lives. Let's let God direct us. Let's let God help us. Hey, hey. I want to tell you what the sound of the trumpet does. Old Testament Pentecost turn your Bible seventh chapter fifth chapter second chronicles and I'm going to close been 25 minutes I won't make an altar call I know it's time to eat if somebody needs help besides Brother Ingram and I'm gonna get up here and get help with you because I too have impossibilities in my life that I need God oh. You know why I keep preaching? You know, I keep going to church. I'm looking for the day. I gotta answer that impossibility. I'm looking, for size more. Brother Sizemore. Brother John, I'm looking for God to help us and direct us. I don't think I'm by myself. I think there's others here. You need direction of God. It looks impossible. Amen. With men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You gotta realize that. Listen what happened at the sound of the trumpet. They had a trumpet in one hand. Did you know that? Read it. Them 300 men had a trumpet. And they had a candle on the other hand. They didn't have a sword. (laughs) They had the light of the world. (sighs) They had the light of the world in one hand and the trumpet in the other. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. (laughs) Now listen. This is what won the victory, Brother. Jay, this is the only thing that will win the victory. In the 12th verse of the 5th chapter, Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Aspen, Heman, Judethan, with their sons and with their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals, psalteries, and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them a hundred and twenty priests, sounding with the trumpets. You understand what that sound was? That was the same sound as the 120 on the day of Pentecost. My God, we got to have it. We got to have it, church. We got to have the sound from heaven. We got to have the Holy Ghost of heaven. We're going to win these victories. We're going to win these battles. It's not artillery, it's not manpower. Amen. But it's the anointing of the Holy Ghost of heaven that we've got to have. Is. Oh, hey. I don't mean to keep referring to it. You have no idea what I battled the last two years. And I'm careful how I say it because I don't want to. Because You've got just serious things. You hear me? Let the enemies attack me. You hear me? He'll attack you. You hear me? Brother Eugene Baker, Brother Sizemore, you're a little younger. Come here. Come here. This is my friend, as far as I know. And if I could call on him, he would help me. But he can't help me. He can't. It takes something else. Someone else. If I, if I needed... Something as far as a vehicle and wrecked and need to call him, he, he'd be there. Yeah. It's not the things we're battling. That's not the warfare we're in. Yeah. That's, right. That's not the warfare that we're in. We're in a spiritual warfare for our lives. It is either heaven and hell because we're in the last days. Oh, yeah. And the pressure is on more than it's ever been on in our lives. going to be more than another camp meeting, more than another preacher's meeting. We need God of heaven. We need the trumpet to sound. We need the Holy Ghost of God to come to us, amen, and direct us and guide us. Come on, brother. Come on now. I'm like Brother Randy Webb told me when he was in the storm of his life, he said, I didn't want to be around people. I didn't feel like preaching. But as an old preacher man got him by the side, said, preach your way out of it. And let me tell you, preacher today, saint of God today, if you're not a preacher, and if you are a preacher, preach your way out of it. I got to a place, and I keep saying I'm not going back there, but I don't know why. I got to a place where I wouldn't answer my cell phone. I'd never do that. I got to a place I didn't want to talk to nobody. Just leave me alone. Let me get this ironed out, me and God. You ever get that place? And I got a lot of friends besides more. I don't mean that in the wrong way. And my wife would get after me. She'd say, I can't believe you are not answer your phone, honey. I just don't have the answers, and I know they're asking a lot of questions. And that's the reason, Brother Baker, I don't have the answer. Anybody here don't have an answer? <laughs> You're the one I'm preaching to. You're the one I'm preaching to looks like it's impossible in your life, you're the one I'm preaching to. Yeah. Uh, quit looking, amen, to man. Quit looking to other sources and look to the one that knows, the one's in control of your life. Yeah. Hey, Lord God. Man, oh man. I'm closing, I promise. I want to read the rest of my text in 2 Chronicles 7. Second Chronicles, fifth chapter. Sounding with a hundred trumpets, and it came to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as one. There you go. The reason I like that, because that's no big eyes and little U's. If you got saved yesterday, that means you. And if you've been saved 60 years, that means you. They became one. And that's the only way God will ever get the glory. It's for Disagrees. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Brother Jerome Baker disagrees. Sure. Absolutely. Come on. <laughs> Brother Birdine, me and you disagree on not- some. problem is trying to keep the clicks out of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, oh. yeah, <laughs> don't you tell me I don't love the preachers, I do. Yeah. When they go away right. and they say that meeting yeah. turned my ministry around. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Sister Burdine, that's what I look for. Right. If I can keep all that politics out of it. I can keep all the politics out of it. On, and I can hear folks say, man, it turned my life around. Yeah. Turned my ministry around. Yeah. Turned yeah. my marriage around. Yeah. Turned my church around. Yeah. That's what it's for. Come on, come on, oh, God, my God. Uh, I'm going to read the rest of my scripture. How many believe we've got to come together as one? Uh, be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. They lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and musics. In instruments of music, praise the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. That then the house was filled with the cloud, even the house of the Lord. Amen. So that the priest, listen, could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. Amen. The impossibilities in our life is only one. By the sound of the trumpet, which is the presence and power of God Almighty. I've tried to preach to you. Listen to me, your enemy is not your brother across the aisle or your sister or someone in the church or another preacher. That's not your that's not the warfare we're in. You hear me? Man, I need preach. Can you give me just a few more minutes? Yeah, come on, brother. Bless you, Lord. yeah. Uh, I've been in the fire, I've done told you, and I've got burnt. And getting burnt is not very much fun. No. In fact, <laughs> when I'm talking about getting burnt, it's on the inside, not the outside. You. All right. When you're a best friend, all right, your preacher friend. you're listening to me. I said it this morning, brother Jerome, and I'm gonna say it again today because I feel like somebody needs this for the size more. The reason the Lord allows people to hurt you. Anybody ever been hurt? Sometimes in the house of the Lord is one of some of the worst damage that can ever be done. And I want to tell you that is not an excuse not to come to church. You gotta be tough. You, uh, your hide's got to be tough as rawhide, as the old saying is. You hear me? You know the reason the Lord allows things to happen in the house of God? All right, you can read it in 55 Psalm. You can read it in the 55 Psalm. It wasn't my enemy that reproached me, but it was a man mine equal. It was somebody in the house of God. You read it. Ain't no greater. You know why the Lord allows that? <laughs> Hang on. It's so elementary. We can't get past it. Brother Burdine, he wants us to love people unconditionally. Pray for them that despitefully use you. How many believes that Jesus loves unconditionally? On the cross, when his own people crucified him, the Jews, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. He also said, pray for them that despitefully use you. My brother, it's easy to love you when you love me back. All right? I'll buy you a candy bar and you buy me a pop. Boy, that's easy. But let him take from me that pop and candy bar. My flesh wants to rise up. That no count, nothing thief. Jesus never did love on them terms, he loved unconditionally. And the reason that he allows us, Brother Sizemore, to be offended. Blessed is he that is not offended in me. The reason he allows us to be offended, so that we can love people unconditionally. You know the best way to heal, all right, a conflict between another person or another family? Woo, you ready? Come on. Huh? How many knows what Esther did? Esther invited Haman to the banquet. Haman wanted to kill her. Now listen. Haman's motive was wrong. Mo- his motive was he wanted to kill the Jews. And really, he was hung on the gallows that was prepared for Mordecai. He was. But really, he hung himself because his motive was wrong. And when someone's motive is not right for serving God, you mark it down, they'll hang their own self. We got him. <laughs> Your motive ain't right. But Esther invited him. Listen, you wouldn't do it, and I wouldn't. If someone's gonna kill me, I wouldn't invite him to supper. Ah, I got you, don't I? And she invited him to the banquet. Huh? Now let me tell you what David said. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. That makes me excited So I don't care who don't like me. I told, I told them. I, can I tell you one more thing, man? I keep trying. I told it this morning. A few months ago, I got letters sent out on me, Brother Baker. Four different churches, all them cars sitting out there. This man said his goal was to destroy me and my church. And he put letters on all the cars on four different churches. Embarrassed me, hurt me. Took everything out of context. And it was when I had to start praying for him that it got better. And that's hard on old flesh. My flesh is not like that. Your flesh ain't made like that. You got to find an altar and say, God, my flesh can't take it. You have got to help me with this. Call the neighbor up that you had a conflict with. I'm sorry things happened. listen, don't put no buts in there. I'm just sorry the way things happened. Forgive me. And let it go. You'll never explain it away. But, 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 no. Leave it alone. I'm sorry things happened the way they did. And let it go. I need to preach this at the minister's meeting. Let's <laughs> stand all over the house. I love you today. If you're going to win the victory, it's not artillery. You hear me? It's not gun, G-U-N, power. It is by the sound of the trumpet. The presence and power of the Holy Ghost of Heaven. Amen. Come. All right. Come and sing. Sister Baker, is that all right? Brother Marilyn, if you'll come and sing. If I can make this altar call. Now listen, I did go over seven and a half minutes. 37 and a half minutes. That ain't a terrible, lengthy homecoming message. But how many would say with Brother Ingram, you'd come right up here with me and say, look, there's some impossibilities in my life, and I can't handle them. Anybody? Come oh. on. I'm standing here, flat-footed, square-shouldered, and say, look, I'm into it, and I'm not complaining when I say that. God's probably put me through this to try to help you. You got impossibilities you're facing? Stand right here, sis. I think there's others. I don't think I'm by myself. Come on. Is this all right, brother? Can I make this kind of altar call? It's different. Huh? Come on. Okay, right here my brother come right here yeah. there's more there's more if you'd come now listen everybody's got trials everybody's got storms but there's absolutely some impossibilities that looks like there's no way out you're the one I'm preaching to anybody else alright here's what I'm going to do if it's alright brother I want us to pray with this brother. Some of you sisters come. Let's put our hands on these folks and let's pray with them. You can pray for me, would you? Sing, Sister Berlin. Come on, let's come and pray, would you? Everybody that would. I don't know. Come and help understand. us pray.